When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I love Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. And in some ways, John, it's a somber day. You and I just recorded yesterday. You know, we were talking about the season kicking off and whatnot. But today, it is, it, it's a bit of a somber day, but honestly, it really is the celebration of a life that just, I think we would all be envious of. Um, Hall of Fame player, coach, and broadcaster Tommy Heinsohn obviously passing away. Um, I, if you're listening to this show, you already know. And uh, watching Twitter and just like so many interesting nuggets. You know, Chad Finn interviewed Tommy four years ago. Just uh, Sean Grandy had a very succinct and awesome way to. Uh, you know, memorialize a legend, uh, but so many people out there and all these little nuggets. There's, I don't even think there's any way that you could possibly know everything about Tommy Heinsohn, every little detail. Uh, and you definitely couldn't recall it if you tried. Um, that resume is so big, so detailed. And, you know, I don't even think I knew this and I probably should have, but his rookie year in the league was the year that the Celtics won their very first championship. And he's seen all 17 and has been part of them all in one shape or form or another. Um, I, I have to, I'd be remiss if I handed this off to you uh, without just extending, um, you know, a great deal of, uh, of sympathies and, but also shared celebration for the accomplishments of, of Mike and Tommy and, uh, you know, Mike's always been such a great friend of the show, um, very supportive early on, um, you know, just watching some of the clips um, from the CSN or NBC, uh, you know, broadcasts uh, this evening. And, uh, you know, Mike, as usual, you know, um, not so much the somber man, you know, but obviously experiencing the loss. But uh, but doing well with such such class, 
and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate um, that we that we won't hear Mike and Tom, but uh, but major condol- condolences out to Mike because you know Tommy was a big part of his entire life as well. Yeah, yeah, he. I mean, it's it's synonymous. It's peanut butter and jelly. It's uh, or I guess peanut butter and fluff for those of us in New England. Um, you know, it's. It, Peas and carrots. I mean, Mike and Tommy. It's synonymous. It's it's fall, so it's time to start listening to Mike and Tommy again. And then you go through the year, and and you never tire of it, ever, ever, ever. You're never tired of it. And then you got to you know April, and you thought, oh no, it's the season's almost over, and you know you'll have playoffs, but then you're gonna lose it because of the national stuff and the. You know, and you're like, ah, oh, darn it. You know, so and then and then you just you miss them through the summer. And that was the great thing about our show. We started doing the show is you got to hear Mike's voice. And so you feel like you're halfway there, at least, you know, but it's um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, look, Tom Heinsohn's 86 years old, you know, and and his health hadn't been great in the last year. Um, missed more games probably this last year than he'd missed probably the last 40 combined. But um it's it, this one hit hard, you know, like this is this is a tough loss for all of us that um, that watched and listened and have spent our entire adult. Our, no, not even our, our entire adult lives, our entire lives. Every Celtics game I have ever watched on a local broadcast had Tom Heinsohn on the call. Right. He he was. Oh, I guess there was the period with Gil Santos when I was a kid. Uh, he and Coos did it. But pretty much. The 99.9% of all the Celtics games I watch, and like everybody listening to this, I watch them all whenever I can. Tom Heinsohn was there. He's a constant reminder. I mean, the green, the white, and Tommy Heinsohn, that, like, there's, they're synonymous. And I, I don't know what Celtics basketball looks like without Tommy Heinsohn. Hell, my dad was born in 1957, for God's sakes. So my dad was born the year that Tommy Heinsohn won, that you know started as a rookie and, and they became champions that year. So um, this is a uh, it's this is this is generational. This is there is nobody who more personifies the Boston Celtics um, than than Tommy Heinsohn, and I, I just I'm kind of at a loss. It's just. It's such a so it, you can be it's life well lived, and and the one thing I just before we turn it back to you is just the one thing that I heard uh, Dave Callen say today when he was on with um, the guys from NBC Sports Boston uh, Draper and uh, and Scour did a little show today, and he says how many people can be a Hall of Famer in just about everything they do, and and that's Tommy Heinsohn. I mean, arguably he should be in the Hall of Fame three times, not just two. And <laughs> not to mention a fabulous painter, right? Right, and and was was successful as a as a as an insurance salesman and, and running his own insurance company and and you know started you know really the players association and the coaches association. I mean, this is I knew it, nothing about the players association or the strike until I read that today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't alive then. I, and, right. And maybe I caught nuggets of that somewhere along the line. But this is my point. When when everybody is, you know, throwing out nuggets or, you know, talking about the character of Tommy Heinsohn, I think it's almost nearly impossible for you 
not to learn something new or at least from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, there's stuff, look, you and I are as, have been in this as, as deep as anybody over the last 15 years. Right. Um, and like you said, there's stuff you're still learning. I'm still learning. I mean, I've read everything about every, I've read drive when I was in fifth grade. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I've read all, I've heard all the stories, you know, and, but, but for a guy with a life lived so richly as Tommy Heinsohn, there are, there are stories upon stories upon stories. And it feels like even then you're not scratching the surface, right? I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And, um, and, and that's, you know, for us, we're a Celtics podcast. So we're, you know, really focused on the Celtics stuff. The other thing I'd say is, Everybody whose life he's touched, he did so positively. And that's the other thing that I've taken away from this is hearing a lot of these remembrances from people around the Celtics and and whatnot. They remark not just on what he accomplished, but the kind of guy he was. And I think that that's what came through for us as fans, right? And that's why we, we so like Mike and Tommy is because not just were they good at what they did, but you liked them. You know, you wanted to root for them. You wanted to see them succeed. You know, they were like you. They wanted to see this team do well, but they also were, tr- you know, pure, you know, somewhat pure of heart. You know, I mean, they really, um, there was no kayfabe. There was no like, you know, sports radio stuff. It was just straight talking basketball. I love the Celtics. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit rosier to try to put a shine on some bad Celtics teams that, that we know were out there. Um, but, you know, that's what Tom, that's where Tommy points were born. You know, that that's where uh, the little guy, you know, they weren't that good with the little that. guy. Isaiah, the hopped little guy. In, hop, Isaiah hopped in to this conversation very quickly, you know, and sometimes you don't know how much the players really realize is going on with the broadcast. Right. Um, you know, th- that acknowledgement was kind of neat and and that he found it endearing, too. Um, clearly, totally. or he never would have said anything. If that at all bothered him in any way, he he never would have said anything. And right. so, that is also part of that personality that is Tommy. Like he's a, he he was cantankerous. He challenged a lot of people. Kind <laughs> of a pain in the ass sometimes. Never stopped beating up the refs and if you think he talked about it a lot on the broadcast don't think he wasn't actually talking to them how many times did we catch him literally talking to the refs live on the broadcast giving them a hard time um but the on thing that is, note, is he always stood up for what was right i'll just say that on that and, note I, yeah. I was just gonna say on that note i told i'm the one who told tony brothers today that tom Heinsohn passed <laughs> me <laughs> no, why wait, wait, hold on. That's how Tony Brothers found out. You're saying Tony or? Brothers found out today because I I tweeted his comment that you know that he said it during one of the games. I was kind of I was kind of quoting some Tommyisms today for a I bit. saw him. Yeah, and I and I Tony, you're not my brother. You know that whole you know, that was one of Tommy's lines that he did. And so he, he Tony wrote some very, wrote back to me like very earnestly, like you know you know be peace with you, brother, and all this. I'm like, wait, <laughs> do you not understand? <laughs> you know that you know Tom Heinz had passed away today, and he's like, oh my god, I had no idea. And so anyway, that was a little weird. So to your point, I'm like, you know they had that contentious thing. 
But there was real love. Hold there, on a too. second. I don't want to derail this from the very important man that we're celebrating, but yeah, you you're conversing with an NBA official, and you haven't. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Or is that this the first the, time you ever got any interaction? I it was the first time I got interaction with him. That's very interesting that he wouldn't know, and yet that would be the time that he interacted with you. Me and Tony Brothers apparently. Maybe he is my brother. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just odd, right? Like you probably harassed him on Twitter. You yes. probably called him out. You probably done all these things. Yes. <laughs> right. Kind of probably the same things that got you blocked by Bill Simmons. Possibly. And yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, the one time that he responds to you, you inform him of this. Uh, it's very. Uh, I don't How know weird what it is. is. That? It's Isn't that just weird? weird? Yeah, let's we'll just go, go with weird, weird, right? Yeah, totally. It's very, it's <laughs> very weird. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so I didn't mean to derail your point, but I just when you start talking about like I gotta mention this because I, you know, that's kind of a weird thing that happened today to me, and it's kind of strange because the referee thing with Tommy that was always so much on the forefront of everything, but to me, like that's like. That was maybe why people like the, the the surface of why people picked in, but like for you and I and for really everybody listening here, every, we know that there's so much more to Tom Heinsohn, the broadcaster, Tom Heinsohn, the coach, Tom Heinsohn. You know, there's so much more to him than that, right? Like, I kind of like I see some of this stuff that I read, and it's like, yeah, that's great, but that's not really why I love Tom Heinsohn. I, I don't think that's why it's part of it, but. You know, there was there's so much to him in terms of his call of the game that, um, you know, I just it was endearing to us, you know. And, and you know, the other thing that Marcus Smart had a, a little thing that he posted, uh, he tweeted, it was a picture of him and Tommy, you know, on the sidelines, probably talking during warm ups. Right. And you I mean, you've been to games. I've been to games. And Tommy, that's kind of what he does. He holds court before the games. He sits down on the bench, and he'll he'll grab a player, and he'll talk to him. He'll, he'll be right in his ear, or he'll be an assistant coach or whatever. And you can tell, like, he's that's how he's imparting wisdom, you know? He's not coaching anymore, but that's how he's staying engaged, you know? He's going to do his theatrics for those of us at home but that relationship between the players and he um, is really just so cool and so I, I, I loved it how Marcus picked out that moment and had a picture of that not and not from the front not you know face to face but the back of both of them as, as Tommy's kind of leaning into his ear I, I thought that was just pitch perfect God love Marcus Smart well he gets it he gets it Always. and, and- but again, I'm not sure how many players came to town and didn't get it because they could try. I don't know, maybe Kyrie, right? <laughs> but he who must not be named, yeah, right. <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, there's just it, it'd be impossible to dis. I mean, you could not disrespect Tommy, and and again to the back to that cantankerous thing you know he knew how to be a personality when he had to be a personality cuz he understood what it meant to be a fan um and to be entertained and he understood that that was part of his job and yet i think he was always that personality even as a player and even as a coach you know just very lively um you know he was not a quiet man 
and uh, and and broadcasting, you know, suited him. But um, I don't. I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss the, you know, the personality. I love every year. I feel like it's me and Tommy, you know, side by side, yelling, "Run, run, run!" You know, like I just love the fact that. He always wanted to get up and down. I realize it's not just him and me, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, but that's how it felt. Is my point, right? It just yeah. it, you know, it was like, yeah, me and Tommy want him to run. Please run, you know. And he'd be calling for it, and he would he would never be afraid to call the team out either. Like as much as we, everybody's like, oh, he was such a homer, and all he ever did was hammer on the refs. No, <laughs> when the team played bad, he'd be like. This one's really a stinker, you know. He would just, you know, called it like it was, or, and that, or yeah, or he did this one. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to say a word, right? But we all yeah. knew, and we all felt it, right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we felt the same way. <laughs> and these are all like major broadcasting don'ts, by the way. But he found a way to do them, and, you know, and, and yeah, so as much as he was a homer, because he definitely was a homer, but as much as he was a homer, he wasn't he wasn't always drinking the Kool-Aid. And, you know, he found a way to connect with the fans because the man was genuine and earnest, and uh, that will win you lots of favorites in this world, even – even when you are earnestly in a bad spot, you know, or fired up or angry or frustrated or disappointed. (sighs) Right. But you felt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real connection. And he had a way of, you know, reaching out to an audience in all three roles that he had with the organization. Um, You know, to your point, you know, that you felt it too. Um, that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. a talent, but that's a talent that is God given, and it's a uh, it's a talent as a human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and and right, and that's that's kind of that thing we were talking about in terms of um taking God given talent, applying it the right, you know, with the right touch and the right amount of care and. You know, he just, he was, um, he was everyone's grandfather in New England, (laughs) you know, I mean, for a certain age, maybe an uncle, but, but for those of us in the under, you know, 50, I suppose set, um, you know, it was grandfatherly how he was, you know, how he, you know, just his cantankerous nature came about, but you know, there was love there. There was there was such a passion for this team, for this franchise. But more than that, the people who played for it. You know, the, there's a lot of talk today about the Steams Bill Russell compliment, right? Or comparison, I should say. And yeah, he said it, and I remember watching it and being like, "Oh boy, Tommy," <laughs> you know. But it was out of love, you know. He's trying to find a way. To say, well, you know, what Team Steamson was able to do is he could get block shots because he's he's getting them as they're going up, you know, and he was, you know, he's timing. He had good timing. That was the point. But you know, then they blow it up as this, you know, he's the old guy that's trying to make it these terrible players out to be something they aren't. 
you know, it was it was out of love. Like what what's what's wrong with saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm looking for the best in somebody. I'm not looking for the worst. You know, I think we all need a little bit more Tommy Heinsons out there. And then unfortunately they don't make many of them. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with being that type of uh, having that type of outlook, and that's why I like Mike and Tommy. It's homerism or whatever, but give me that ten times to Sunday over you know what you see with some of that kind of snarky, sarcastic stuff that you see on sports radio or what they try to parrot in in other broadcasts. I I can do without Jeff Van Gundy and and Breen and Mark Jackson's approach. I like the you know kind of um, all consuming love and passion for team um i think that's a better way to go uh but you know hey that's 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 where we are and that's what we've been used to for 39 years 39 great years of mike and tommy right yeah man he will be missed he will be sincerely missed um what else did you see on twitter you know as you were kind of scrolling through because it basically erupted i mean we have Crazy Celtics Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. But what else did you see? You were a little – I was definitely scrolling a little bit, but I had some stuff going on, um, and I definitely saw all your quotes. Uh, but but what else did you see there? Uh, because, you know, pretty gigantic outpouring. You know, it's tough. <laughs> it was a deluge. You know, it really was. There was a lot of people who just were hit, hitting the feels. You know, and it was just an overwhelming, you know, an overwhelming output of of just sadness, sorrow, celebration. Um, my guy, Honest Larry, who does a great job posting old photos, uh, had some great stuff from the 70s and 60s and 50s. Uh, you know, the run, the long run that he's he's had um, just tremendous Tremendous, you know, but also, you know, you've got the range of it, right? So you've got the old photos, a very kind of tried and true method. You got people who were going for the video um, and, and some of the, you know, kind of mixtapes, I suppose, uh, of Tommy's greatest hits. Uh, he had some gifts, you know, the the great one when they were in New Orleans when he's uh, kind of dancing around with the uh, <laughs> seafood, the fried seafood, <laughs> sitting next to Mike. Um didn't know today that uh, Draper, uh, Draper's nickname, Drapes, came from Tommy Heinsohn. Didn't oh, know that. That what came about. Um, yeah, but like you said, there's all these little stories, all these little things. Like I could listen if he's if Tommy Heinsohn's calling him Drapes, he's Drapes forever. So Draper, man, that's that's just that's gonna that there's never changing. Now that I know that that's gotten the blessing from on high, um, you know, I think that that's. What I love is the range of people who've who've you know supported this guy and really just um, you know it all came back. I mean, Mike Zarin, Bill Russell's, Bill Russell's. That's that one got me. I gotta say, yeah, that one got me. We were rookies together and friends for life. In life, there are a limited number of true friends. Today, I lost one, Ray Piney. And yep. even the look on Heinz's face in the picture that Bright posted is <laughs> is just great. Like Tommy's like, what are you talking about, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I but I love I, I love like the the you you can 
you can look at the list. Like everyone could come from the list of like, you know, being rookie of the year in '57, being now Bill Russell, you know, being the Finals MVP um, that year, uh, you know, winning all those championships and two as a coach and. You know, and always, getting us through some really rough years, and I love Walter, yes. right? Like, had he not been, what would it have been like? How would we have been entertained right. through that stretch? That's see, that's and that, and that I was just yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the that's the mark of how great a broadcaster he was, and how great he and Mike as a team, I should say, as a broadcasting duo were. Because look, <laughs> from '95. Till about 2001, you know, the ML car to Patino years, it was rough sledding, folks. It was bad. You know, there was not, a, there was hope, but not a whole lot of promise in what we were seeing on the court. And Tommy, he was pushing through it, you know, and eventually I got the Tommy Point thing going. And then, you know, we had that 01 02 season, uh, seasons, and then it kind of fell off the cliff again. But again, Tommy kept our spirits up. He's we're talking about Al Jefferson and Delonte and Tony Allen, and ultimately those guys either led to the trade, they brought KG here, and or were part of that team. Um, you know, he he really kept the fan base engaged, uh, and that's that's not a small thing. I don't know if truly the franchise understands that. And I think that's part of the, why the outpouring is so strong for people on Twitter who were probably younger during that area, you know, and that's where they fell, fell in love with the team, fell in love with that because though they weren't that great, you loved watching it. And he was a big part of that, you know, and he made it fun and exciting. Then I love Walta and Tommy points and, you know, he always came up with little things like that. The zips and zaps in the early 90s when kind of the team was transitioning from that bird era, you know, the old, <laughs> uh, you know, lumbering big guys. And then you had the D Browns and the Reggies and the Rick Foxes coming and Kevin Gambles. He was doing that zips and zaps thing, which was kind of funny. Um, you know, he always tried to find new and exciting things. And, you know, maybe the game had changed a little bit around him and, when you're in your 80s, that kind of happens, you know, but I still loved every minute of Tommy Heinsohn broadcasting in the 2020 season, you know, and, and I don't think maybe that's nostalgia, but I don't care, man. I, I thought he, he was he was genuine. He was real and he loved this team. And that's why we all watch. Dude, so many clips. You know, like even his expressions, like I'm just scrolling through Twitter. You know, and I love Sean Grady. He's always, you know, got that self-deprecating thing. In 2015 and apparently in desperate need of a haircut, I finally got to cross, do a game with Tommy off the bucket list. He never stopped teaching. We never stopped learning. You know, what a what an amazing opportunity because how many people got to do that? Mm. <laughs> Not many. I know. I he know. did some other games though outside of the Celtics games, didn't he? Didn't he do well, some national broadcasts along the way? I feel well, like yeah, he was the he was the main guy from '84 to '88, I think, for CBS. Right. Yeah. Uh, so all of those, you know, when when really those Lakers Celtics battles in the late '80s or the mid '80s, I should say, he was the color guy for all of them. Uh, they right there next to Dick Stockton. And, uh, you know, not so much with Brent Musburger, but a lot with Dick Stockton. 
I think they had a little bit more of a uh, contentious relationship than than he certainly he ever had with Mike, because Stockton liked to hear his own voice and would go on and on and on and. Tommy kind of had difficulty trying to get his word in edgewise, which is hard to believe, right? Uh, <laughs> for those of us who've watched the Celtics, but like that's it was he was restrained. I don't think he felt like he could be himself. Uh, certainly, you listen to those games; it's the same guy, but it's not the same guy. You know, he was fighting it a little bit, but hey, it, that's that was uh, at least we had our guy there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We had our guy there, and you know he tried to fight back the the green from showing through. But we all knew, right? Everybody around here knew. Although he said that people were we got on his case saying he was too impartial, but honestly, that seems ridiculous are, in retrospect. People around here would say that, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody said that who wasn't round from around here. Yeah. Right. No doubt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even even Mike's piece about the. You know the the nearly first anniversary wedding gift. Uh, you know, yeah. I think you know Tommy really showed him how much how much he loved him. That's that really, that, yeah, that's the jerker, right? Yeah, I, I thought Mike did such a great job not losing it. You He's know, a pro. He's a pro, I and mean, we knew he was a pro, but. Yeah, when he went, if for anyone who hasn't seen that, that video is up on NBC Sports Boston. You should check it out. Um, just telling the story of basically Tommy's wedding gift to uh, to Mike and Terry, and and uh, um, you know that was <laughs> you know that just that just shows the guy. You know, gruff exterior doesn't let you in. Worked with Mike for probably years, didn't let him in on that that fact. You know that a year later he was going to do that for him and. Uh, just so cool, so cool. I mean, think of the hours. Can you think? Think of like honestly, think of how many games you've watched, right? Two and a half hours over all these years. Can you think of one person whose voice you've heard more than Tom Heinsohn or Mike Gorman's voices? Like, really, think about it. You no. know, what I mean? for as dedicated of fans as you and I are, and and probably a lot for listening. I, it, it's it's going to be crazy to have that voice silenced. You know, that's just, it's unbelievable. But anytime, anytime someone can say, um, you know, <laughs> bring up a circumstance, that voice is right there in the back of my head. I can recall, I could the whole thing. Like you were saying about the, you know, the displeasure, you know, the, the scoffing, mm-hmm. the, the uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Mike. <laughs> These guys, you know, I mean, it's all right there. You know, I don't think that will ever go away. It's like Johnny Most, you know. I mean, that Johnny, that gravel, Johnny Most is is with me, but not in the same way Tom Heinsohn is. Because I was, you know, I I missed most of Johnny's career. But Tommy was, it was so ever-present. And as Cable took off, he was in our homes and had been our homes for almost 40 years. This was this week was would have been the 39th anniversary of Mike and Tommy's first broadcast. Wow. Um, yeah, so I did I did the, see that that Twitter post you put up, which is really really interesting, no yeah. doubt. I just hope my hope and I, I'm sure you agree um but I won't, you know, I don't know. My hope is that the Basketball Hall of Fame gets right and puts Tommy and Mike as a duo as yeah. Hall of Fame. 
teams and as broadcasters. I think I think it's well deserved. Forty years covering the league, there aren't many people who can say that. And um, you know, Mike is is certainly. We don't need to go on about how good Mike Gorman is. I think we've done that here um, time and time again. But that those two should be in and should be in together. Um, and if the Basketball Hall of Fame knows what it's doing, it should it should rectify that soon. So Mike can enjoy that that honor and, and share that um, with Tommy's memory. Mm-hmm. How about uh, we'll read koozies. I don't know how long you want to do this, you know, <laughs> Before yeah. it's just verbose, but you know we could go on and on, and and Twitter has, and you know even Jeff Clark from Celtics blog, Celtics blog, is kind of like you know pretty pretty hard to say how important he was, but keep it coming, <laughs> you know. Right. But but Kuzi, I, I like this quote too. When a friend dies, you try to be as positive and complimentary as you can. So this may sound like an attempt to do that, but I believe it at least. In terms of the Celtics dynasty, I think you can make a case that despite the high prof- higher profile guys that may have been out there, Tommy is as symbolic a Celtics Celtic as we've had. Tommy personified it. I would put him up as our poster boy. Mm. So would I. That's a that's a multi time MVP. The fir- probably the the best small guard in the league's first twenty five years of operating. And and that's respect for yes a, a Holy Cross and a, and, a, and a Celtic guy but um you know Kuz respected you know Tommy to a great degree and um I I kind of miss their the two of them with Mike you know and and and, and Kuzi calling him uh, Mike Michael uh, with that the <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> right know, with his uh, his accent Michael um yeah. It, it's I don't know I just I um hmm. yeah it's 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 tough I'm glad we got a chance to do this tonight um you know there's there is news in the NBA certainly with you know the kind of the official um news that things are gonna get started a week from now so I'm sure we'll get back together to talk about that and what you know the the basically the season starting effectively in terms of and the trade rumors are picking week. up yeah that's right you know chris Phoenix. paul and all this yep, exactly you know but uh you know this tommy is tommy's the the guy and, and he you know probably deserves multiple shows but that's probably all we could do but uh you know i just i hope that um i hope that you know i hope tommy get i think the people are respecting him. I hope there's a way that the Celtics get a chance to honor him. It's just a shame with COVID and everything. They can't do anything at the garden or anything of the sort, but, uh, it's a great point. You know, it's, it's really a- too bad. He can't be celebrated, uh, you know, by the fans communing together. You're right. It's a unfortunate reality in today's world, but he, uh, you know, <laughs> most of us, as you mentioned, know his voice from watching TV. And uh, maybe there can be something that they'll do with that first broadcast that will really commemorate him. And I would quite expect them to go miles and miles for for uh, for Tommy that way. I would pretty much count on it. You know how the Celtics, I, more no doubt, the Celtics will have a patch on their on their jerseys this year. Mm-hmm. They, have done in past years, JoJo and 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 um, 
and uh, Havlicek's passing. Um, I'm sure they'll do something in, in that regard for, for Tommy. It would be kind of cool if the referees on opening night also in turn did that. I wow, that would wouldn't that be something? So yeah. maybe I should send another tweet at Tony Brothers and see. You should, <laughs> dude. Talk you to should. His, my, my brother, Tony. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I you know, but, you know, kind of as we're. That's a great we're, idea. You better plant that seed. All right, I'm gonna. I'll put it. I'll. I'll put it out into the into the world. I'll copy Tony on an NBA official. So I think have blocked me at this point because I had some pretty nasty things to say about them in Toronto and Miami. But oh, anyway, like um, <laughs> yeah. but I. The last thing I just want to say is uh, our legends are leaving, man. Mm-hmm. You know, our legends are leaving. We've got. You know, we've lost Havlicek. We lost JoJo. Now we've lost Tommy. Um, you know. Kuzi's in his 90s. Russ is, you know, mid 80s as well. Yep. Um, you know, and and they both seem to be doing great as you know, 80 and 90 guys in in those ages can be. But um, you know, it's just a sad state of reality um, that we're losing the the history of the league and we're losing these legends who have done so much for this franchise. Um, and that's that's a sad reality that you know you face as time marches on but um you know when i first started you know following the league in the 80s you know the celtics had won something like half of all the championships <laughs> or something to that nature uh you know and of course time didn't hasn't been as kind since but what those guys did in that era from 57 to 69 is just completely absurd it's completely absurd. I mean, it just – it doesn't even make sense. When you look at it and you see those banners, let's say, oh, was there not a night a year that wasn't the, of 1967? Did that like, year not happen? Because the Celtics didn't win that year. Obviously, the year didn't happen when you look at the banners. Um, but all the more credit to Tom Heinsohn to step away, come back after all that greatness – and turn the team back into something with effectively Havlicek and, and Don Nelson eventually, you know, is really the only holdovers from those teams that won so many championships. And, you know, really it was kind of a new team. And, and Tommy did that. I mean, yes, Red was there picking players and, you know, all of that. But that was a big burden. And the only guy who had the balls to maybe make that happen is Tommy Heinsohn. I don't think that gets talked about enough of how difficult that was from the 69 with Russ quitting and everything kind of falling apart in the 70 season to then really to go on in 72 to win, uh, you know, in 73 have really one of the best Celtics teams of all time, um, uh, you know, and then 76, obviously the, the great uh, championships against against the Suns. That's 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 a remarkable run. And just on that alone, wow, Hall of Famer. Then add 39 years as uh, the best color guy in the business. Um, wow. Good stuff, Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Point from this corner, my man. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Tommy Point. <laughs> <laughs> 